Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. You make food, then let us help you make money too. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us, info at businesschef.org. Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast. I, of course, am Chef Sean Boucher with you as always and grateful to be here. Man, I say this often, but I'm going to say it again. Another great show. Uh, <laughs> something I got a lot out of, you know, partly for, for personal reasons, because, you know, Mikey and I go by, go we go back a little ways and... Uh, it's fun to see what he's doing. You know, one of our most popular shows from uh, from a little while ago was Michael McHenry and talking about what he's doing with with his career and the brands that he he heads up and leads. And uh, his career has taken a little bit of a shift in the last year or so. And uh, so we thought we'd catch up with him. We thought we'd kind of jump back in and see what he's up to because he's doing some really cool stuff and he's definitely breaking the mold on traditional food service. So without further ado, jump on in. Absolutely. Well, you know, life most definitely has uh, its evolution, that's for sure. And I was thinking this morning, Sean, as we were, you know, just in anticipation of jumping on with you, realizing that we've now known each other for 15 years, maybe even a little bit longer uh, at this point. I thought that was... uh, uh, kind of fun uh, and cool to see how even our paths are reconnecting after so many years but uh, yeah so so super fun and uh, excited to to be on with you this morning so yes most definitely uh, have transitioned as as you know I've spent the past several years uh, you know at the executive level and c-suite of emerging brands uh, worked on some incredible teams and I think really helped contribute and lead uh, the launch and, and growth of, of some uh, pretty incredible brands, uh, primarily in the fast casual sector of our industry. And uh, again, just super excited about that work and, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, also, you know, here we are in this new journey, this new chapter that's now been, geez, uh, well, it was a year ago, uh, June. Here we are in mid-August, so that's uh, what thirteen, fourteen months at this point. And I launched uh, the McHenry Group, and uh, that's my sole company. Uh, that our primary focus is concept creation. Um, we're looking for opportunities in the market, in the industry, where we feel like there's there's a gap maybe in an offering the the culinary experience the kind of niche uh inside of the specific community and, and neighborhood in which we we plan to serve and so we felt like we're really in a sweet spot to you know incubate and launch new restaurants to market um and that's our primary focus right now oh, i love it i love it i love it here's Here's the great thing is, you know, as you are creating these new concepts, you're doing some really cool stuff. And, uh, you know, and 
I, I don't want to limit creating to just starting from scratch because uh, with your first one, you didn't do that. So let's talk about just your journey up to this point. Well, it's been an exciting one. I, I feel like I keep saying exciting because that's uh, really that kind of feeling, that essence that's running through my veins and through my mind and through my heart. I knew that that over the years, my aspirations were to be that next kind of emerging brand leader, the the COO, the president, the CEO. And, and although that was such a big goal and a lofty goal, and, and as I continued to, to work towards that and achieve that in, in many ways, I also at times almost found myself getting a little further away from my reward center. Although I was ambitious in achieving my goals, uh, I felt like there was just something missing inside of that. And what was missing inside of that is, is, myself and my, I think my talents and my visions as a creator. And uh, positioning myself, obviously, going from, you know, emerging brands and C-suite and, and just, you know, all of the corporate stabilities and responsibilities that follow those key positions, uh, you have to transition, uh, you know, from that into a place where I think you ultimately can uh, find yourself not only financially, but just mentally and, and as well as just, um, you know, having the available mind share to, to really create. And so just over a year ago, uh, we experienced our first acquisition. So we, we had purchased an existing restaurant, uh, Oakwood Fire Kitchen uh, in Draper, Utah, that had been in business for over four years uh, prior to our purchase. But um, we got introduced to this uh, unique opportunity, I, I just I felt like there was a uh, a present uh, opportunity and potential of this restaurant where I felt like it had just been really truly untapped in in service and and the overall experience as well as the culinary and um, and so we acquired it uh, with a business partner uh, chef Brandon Price who's our executive chef there. At, uh, at Oakwood Fire Kitchen. We shifted the menu, we shifted the serving style, um, and we really leaned into getting very intentional about um, the quality and, and delivery, the, the pairing of our specialty beverages from you know, our intentional wine list to our specialty cocktails to just kind of everything that's, that moves and flows and connects fluidly within that dining room, and, and we've had some real success. Um, that business is, is close to tripled in about... Uh, a year now, and uh, where it stayed pretty consistent, you know, over several years. So we felt like, hey, we we know that that we have a recipe. We have a we have a recipe that that we feel like works when when it comes to really creating uh, success and connectivity and and just you know the overall quality of craft inside of our various restaurants. So that was the first kind of big uh, undertaking for the McHenry Group. And it didn't come short of hard effort and, and, and earning it. But, you know, here we are today and, and uh, excited. Uh, again, that's probably the thread I'll carry throughout this conversation, but excited about where we are uh, with that business and, and eager to see uh, what this year ahead uh, will bring. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of shifting to our first to market, uh, which is full concept creation, which is Ginger Street, uh, which is a Southeast Asian uh, hawker style street food restaurant right in the heart of downtown Salt Lake City that um, 
that I collaborated on uh, from the ground up uh, with my business partner uh, and chef, Tyler Stokes, uh, who's also uh, the chef owner of Provisions uh, in Mill Creek in Utah. And we just, we knew that the market uh, really needed uh, that offering. We knew there, you needed a place that you could, you could come in and sink your teeth literally, uh, into just, again, that intentional, uh, Southeast Asian fare that has such variety and such depth of just flavor and, and culture as, as well as just these, these timeless, I want to say recipes, but just these timeless you know, elements that, that live so fluidly and so, I think, anciently through this culture and this fair. And so um, being able to offer everything from, you know, uh, hand-pinched dumplings to, you know, unique items such as our crispy duck rolls, which, you know, are totally unique to our business because I think you had the chance, uh, Chef, to, to, you know, have a few bites of. And, and I, I saw that kind of look on your face when your eyes kind of lit up and you're catching the textures and the flavor profiles, um, you know, to traditional pad thais, uh, you know, drunken noodles, Dan Dan, uh, you know, our crispy chit, our, our crispy fish, chocolavang, to our red curries and green curries, to, you know, our pork belly steam buns and, and wok barbecue ribs. We have a little bit of everything that, that we feel like is, is right there, uh, intentionally aligned, as well as, again, it, it sounds like our previous, but getting really intentional with the natural wine list and, and specialty cocktails that, that bring flavor profiles that, that really help bring out the flavor of our menu as, as well as the experience. And so um, Ginger Street has been, you know, our first to market and, uh, you know, our first in, in terms of our concept creation in this partnership with Chef Tyler Stokes and, and the McHenry Group. And as you got to experience uh, the environment and placement in the city is what is really, I think, that kind of, you know, putting the, the bow on top of the present or kind of the cherry on top is the fact that I believe that we've brought a culture and a dining experience through our aesthetic and, and through just our talent acquisition and our development and, and what we built through our training as well as just the overall essence of our brand. I think we brought a culture and an environment that is flavor is as flavorful and a little bit spicy and bold uh, as, as the flavors of our menu. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, it's been exciting to say the least. We're in week seven. This is week seven for us. So, um, that's, that's a little bit of what ha what's happening right now. Okay. So a couple of things, <laughs> um, oh man, one of the, th one of the coolest things I think when I, when I was there, uh, that I experienced and, and we'll touch on this in a, in a minute is just the style of service that you do and how you change it up and, and how unique that is. But the other cool part was having an employee, uh, you know, the guy that was serving us come up and say, man, as soon as I knew that Michael was here, I had to be a part of it. And so that aspect of, of you and who you are, uh, you know, and your unique abilities to, to really bring people to the brand and, and develop a culture and really, you know, kind of drive, drive that piece is definitely there and, and is absolutely necessary. Uh, the food itself was just phenomenal, authentic and unique. I mean, it was just, it was, it was really something to, 
something to to see and and uh, enjoy. So you know, it's interesting because I want to I want to jump back to kind of what I just said. You've got a really unique um, style of service there that I think people would be interested in or curious about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I think this somewhat goes a little bit without saying uh, at this point, but uh, because there's obviously new listeners and those that are they're gathering onto this, it, when it comes down to like truly prioritizing key stakeholders, you know that I am an incredible believer, uh, endless believer in the fact that the greatest investment we make is not into things or, or businesses, menus, or, or build-outs, but, but the investment that we make into others and really prioritizing, you know, team and, and the depth of that, uh, you know, as is it, is it translates to our culture and the way that, that we act and respond and, and, you know, work amongst each other as we look to really deliver on our promises of, of craft. I mean, I'm always prioritizing team first. And so, of course, Ginger Street has this, this kind of new and built upon culture that that uh, is really to its core about keeping it real. It's about like really, truly respecting everyone that engages in that business and in that community. It's about like really recognizing that everyone truly matters in that experience and contributes to that experience in an ongoing way. And that's whether you know you're you're working saute and 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 the walk, whether you're like you're hosting at the front door, delivering that service at the at the table, or working our walk up window, you know, placing an order, working our supply chain, high fiving you know inside of the community, or just carrying yourself as, as an active member of that of that neighborhood is is huge to us, and that accountability partnership that that we all understand what success looks like, we all understand our involvement, our responsibility, and we hold ourselves accountable uh, to the commitment as well as just the overall experience that's there. And then, you know, last and, of course, not least, is just, like, truly loving um, what we do and how we do it. And I say to the team, I'm not expecting you to, to, you know, fall endlessly in love or love everyone that you do business with or every guest that walks through the door, you know, or every item that's on that menu. However, what we do expect is that we express love through our, through our activities and, and through the decisions that we make and how we treat uh, each other as well as our craft. And so that uh, very much to its core is about keeping it real. Um, the service style, um, again, is just <laughs> – I'm one of those talents, I think, uh, Sean, that kind of sits back and goes, like, where can we challenge the status quo? Like, where, where, where's the opportunity in the industry, and how do we close those gaps? And after spending so many years uh, in counter service and fast casual, as well as owning my own casual restaurant uh, at this point, I realized that, that there's, just, there's opportunity. Uh, and one of those, I think, is a, a prime example is, you know, you come in, uh, you know, many years ago, you walk through the line, you, you order your, you order your meal and, and your drink and you sit down and all of a sudden you're, you're getting in the middle of it and you realize that you, you know, you may want another taco <laughs> or another beer um, or, you know, a, a beverage that you didn't, didn't buy on, on kind of your first go through the line and realizing that you lose that opportunity many times with the guests and your own experiences because you have to get back up and go through that line um, or you find yourself uh, you know, in, in a situation where, um, you know, you walk into a restaurant and you're not sure if you can place a takeout order or if there is an online availability or you've got this great restaurant, but you feel as though if you 
uh, head into that restaurant, you can only have a table-side experience. And at Ginger Street, what we, what we realized and what we found is that we're at this interesting kind of intersection of how do we best entertain the 20-minute dining experience as well as, you know, create the most furthering 90-minute dining experience and have those, those, uh, those guests coexist in the same space with the same menu and the same staff. And that's an opportunity that we saw ahead of, of, of opening uh, Ginger Street as well as just in real time, we've had to unpack that. So here's a couple of the things that we've done. Um, we've shifted to a, a, a two-service business. So we have a, a, a menu offering for lunch from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in local time here at MST, and we accelerate that table-side service. So what that means is you're going to walk into the door. We're going to greet you and seat you immediately. Upon that, within about two minutes, we're going to take and place your order very intentionally, as well as like letting the guests know that, hey, our goal is to have this meal to you uh, in six minutes or less, you are free to, to pay at, uh, you know, whatever kind of time and convenience and, and, and opportunity there that, that uh, is best fitting for your schedule, or we have an opportunity right then and there to slow the pace of that dining experience, take that into a more of a full-service approach. And so we, we accelerate the table-side service for lunch. Um, and then in the evenings, of course, when the experience kind of dims down, we, we slow that service just a bit at the table. However, we've removed coursing from the kitchen, and the reason for that is, for one, we believe that the, that the true flavors and textures of, of Southeast Asian fare should be served as a taught and ready and very shareable. When it gets to the table, we're not trying to course with everyone there. We're really encouraging, you know, as that green curry shows up or the uh, the steamed pork bunch up to the table, but they're being shared amongst the individuals that are there. We're, we're able to, to, you know, uh, identify those opportunities to pair a great natural wine or, or one of our chaminaos, which is, which is a, a house-made Thai tea, or, you know, one of our coffee pour-overs. There's a, a few, or co our coffee floats. There's a few things that we can do to, to just kind of slow that period. But I think probably what's most exciting about all of this, as we just talk the overall economics of the business, Sean, is the fact that what I think we've truly done at Ginger Street amongst what we're doing uniquely at the table by intentionally driving conversation, menu offerings, as well as just accelerating our service style during different times is the fact that I think that we've taken on all the benefits or many of the benefits of kind of the elevated fast casual experience as well as the integrity and intentionality of, of finer dining, and we've married them together. And the reason I say that is because at Ginger Street, it's encouraged that you place an order ahead or order it online, pay, and pick your own pickup time. That can happen for lunch. That can happen for dinner. And we, we promote that. And we make that easy uh, to do on our web, uh, as well as um, our phone-in. So you can phone in, place a takeout very traditionally. Uh, there's still people out there that, that call restaurants and place orders, of course. I'm an old school guy in that way. Um, and in addition to that, we also have a walk-up window. And so we have a walk-up window there on State Street, right, you know, on the heart of the city on Broadway and State Street, um, where you can get any of our Thai teas, uh, any one of our four inventive flavors of soft serve uh, that we run each week, um, any of our desserts, our G-bars, our ice cream sandwiches, um, as well as our coffees, through the window 
uh, all day long, um, and our limited men, service menu late night, which we offer six to eight of our items with us, our spicy chicken sandwich, um, our steamed pork buns, you know, green papaya salad, uh, uh, a pad thai that you can offer late night. So we have the, the walk-up window as well as catering uh, that kind of runs fluidly through that each day. So um, we kind of really see ourselves as this hybrid. We're in a space, I think, that um, is kind of unique to us, and especially uh, in our city here uh, in Utah. Okay, let me just say the G-Bar is worth making a trip to Salt Lake City for for anybody who who uh, is curious about this. It is it is unbelievable, man. I I could have eaten ten of them, but probably not because they are so rich and so heavy. But man, got to give a shout out to that G Bar. It is unbelievable. Um, you know, one of the things that I think that you really nailed in this concept uh, with Ginger Street that. I want to comment on is that it's really difficult to please both the crowd that's looking for the authentic Asian cuisine experience, but then also the crowd that will only order orange chicken in a, in a restaurant. So, you know, when I dined there, I dined with a good friend of mine who, um, who is an older lady who, uh, is very traditional. Uh, you know, she's, she has a great palate is a cookbook author has done a lot of really cool things. Um, and, and is definitely a foodie, but she doesn't always, you know, gravitate towards those really strong, authentic Asian flavors. And, and she was just a huge raving fan has been back, I don't know, two or three times since then. And, uh, and really, really loved it. So to be able to create a concept that is both enjoyable to those who are looking for that authenticity, but then also those who are a little bit, uh, I don't know. Um, and, and really make raving fans of both is just, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. Well, Sean, thank you for sharing that because that, uh, all the hours and the work, the tastings, the, the creative around the table, in the kitchens, you know, on the phone, you know, touring other restaurants, uh, paying attention to your community. I think we have the sacred duty as restaurateurs that, that we really play such a critical role in the sociology of, of our community and, and you've, you've got to really pay attention to the individuals that are walking through your door. I think no matter how, I think, um, confident and, and proud and bold and, and active we are, uh, as, as it relates to our own crafts and, you know, working in such thoughtful collaboration with the brilliance of, of Chef Tyler Stokes, we understood that we had to create this Mary. We had to find a way that, that we could, we could truly connect that our community as as a whole around the table with fare that that can somewhat be intimidating. We had to make that approachable or bold flavors that that many haven't experienced on their palates before. We had to make that palatable and approachable. We had to find ways that that we were staying true, again, to our core and and what is most timeless about many of these recipes and and this culture uh, and also find a way that we could put it into a menu format uh, as well as uh, our hospitality in an environment that made it approachable. And I think that is the real work of, you know, of, of partnership. And I think just of intention as restaurateurs, because uh, um, I love hearing that. 
because that's that's the real work. That's really what we've we've been working to create. And of course, that G bar I think is just it's just magic. Um, there's nothing else like it in in the marketplace. And I'm excited to kind of sneak onto this uh, or sneak it out here on. Uh, on this cast with you, Sean, but we also have that G-Bar uh, coming to, to us in a softer flavor here soon uh, through our walk-up window. So. so for those people out there whose mouths are watering or those who maybe come want to come see what you're doing and maybe pr- be part of the team, what's a good way to connect with you? Well, there's, there's a few ways. Uh, kind of first and foremost, you want to kind of see what's kind of moving and shaking, what's we, little teasers of what's to come with, with our new brand launches and things that we're doing in the marketplace. You can catch me on Instagram. Of course, my handle is Michael K. McHenry. Uh, so just first name, middle initial, last name. So Michael K. McHenry, uh, as well as uh, the McHenrygroup.com where you can find out a little bit more about uh, me, my style, our team, and, and what's in the works. Um, and of course, as it translates to any of our businesses, uh, you know, gingerstreet.com is a great place to get even more insight into some of the, the excitement and the things that we're sharing here today. Um, and we're located there uh, on Broadway and State Street uh, in the heart of Salt Lake City. Ah, oh, so cool. It's always, it's always so fun to catch up with people that you've known for a long time and you've seen kind of go through their journey and really evolve in their careers. And man, you are the perfect example of that because when we met, you were running a bowling shop and, <laughs> and to go from, from where you were there to, to what you're doing now. And, and it's just, it's just remarkable and I love it. And, uh, man, you're just, a, you're just a great guy. Well, I appreciate that so much, Sean. And I mean, just the years of this journey, I mean, your, your talents, your experiences, I mean, what you're doing and authoring, what you're doing through your consulting and developing is just, that's had an impression on me and continues to, to help me evolve my craft and, and my style. So I appreciate you contributing to this journey of mine as well as, as recognizing this. I just, um, this business is, is, so small yet so big and it's the relationships and, and these connections that I think really uh, truly uh, make it you know an industry of, of opportunity as well as one of just of friends and, and, and love and so I appreciate the opportunity to share what we're doing and uh, just just being your friend uh, makes me feel uh, feel a heck of a lot better my friend so um, appreciate you being in my life and and uh, look forward to some of these listeners or all of you reaching out uh, with any questions or any, you know, kind of opportunities or experiences that are out there. Would love to see you in our dining rooms. And uh, please connect with me as, as uh, you see fit. My only advice at this point is to do it. Connect with Michael. And uh, he's just a great guy. Hey, Mikey, thanks for being on today. Awesome. Cheers. So much fun to reconnect with old friends and and really see what they're doing. And man, I just have to say he's doing some really remarkable stuff, some cutting edge stuff. And I would definitely check out, check him out. Uh, You know, his Instagram account is very active and doing a whole bunch of stuff. He's got tons of of great pictures and great, um, you know, experiences out there. And he really is somebody who practices what he preaches. So if you're looking to move your career forward and, and this sounds like an environment and a culture you want to be a part of, 
I would go check it out because he's gonna have he's gonna have more opportunities into the futures for sure for sure these two concepts are not gonna stay two concepts very long I can tell you that knowing him uh, as long as I have he's gonna grow he's gonna do a lot of things so special thanks to Michael McHenry for being around today and thank you to the listeners for joining us every week we will see you next week oh and P.S. Stick around after the, uh, the music to hear a little outtake from Michael and I. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org. Oh, I think I, I don't take breath when I get so passionate, dude. I got to do more of this podcast stuff because <laughs> I just want to talk the whole time.